What's up, y'all? Listen, I'm here. About to go see my pops. This is the Folly the Podcast. We have a special one because we have a guest. I had a call today that y'all will get to hear. No question. We are going to talk to the man himself, a super player for this next Villanova team. Four star out of high school, 2019 class, Eric Dixon. E. Dix is like, yo, listen, there's some things I'm not going to tell you, all right? You're going to hear it from the man himself. I just think the way his focus is, is a lot better. As you see, we are live. I love doing live podcasts because it's Philly. Now, I don't want everything always dressed up. Sometimes I'll be like, look, information need to come out. I need to get out here. So let's get it going. I'm over here by Drexel, if everybody knows. Where 33rd in market, 32nd in market is um, Drexel University, City Six School. What's up, Drexel Dragons? Everybody, all the students. What's going on? What's popping? All right, now I'm excited because I'm talking about the big men. I'm gonna talk about the singers in all three phases. I wanna be. I wanna make it a little fun. Just a little fun, and we're gonna talk about the Joku. Dixon, Roundtree. It's good to have a three base talking about, you know, centers and stuff. And then let's talk about the power forward position. Let's talk about other things, too. You know, let's talk about what if Trey plays the four. Cole Swider. Did y'all not see this man shooting jumpers like he was Clay Thompson? This is what he can do. Y'all like, oh, last year. Well, Pete, this, that was last year. We're talking about Cole Swider, four-star talent, improving. Everybody evolves. That's what you expect. So you can't just expect a downgrade of the same player for a sophomore year. You can't. Not at that talent. So you got to go up. You got to be excited because this guy did have a game where he was raining on people at times. No question. And he was improving during the year. We're talking about, for real, I'm not forgetting who Cole Swider is. And what I've seen out of them. So, it's big. Now, I want to just, you know, take a moment to look at who could be the power forward. Who will play power forward to answer some questions. Um, looking at power forwards right now for Nova. It's Jeremiah Robinson Earl to me. Listen, you will hear some things. On this, pod, on, this, on this podcast, they're also brought into play that you will see on the second segment, which is the phone call between me and Eric Dixon. Hyping this up because it's crazy, it's real, and it's from an elite player, and you'll be happy to hear a lot of things from this man. Now, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl can do it all, and you just know he's going to evolve from that. You know, these are not just regular. This is the most talented, I say, two years on paper from players. Even the year before, you, know, you expected Quinterly. Quinterly showed you something to have a point guard like that. Uh, Slater didn't play as much. Cole Swider got a little bit of play, as he does with most of his freshmen. If you look at the freshmen, he really, unless you're starting, he eases you in there, unless you're starting. All right, it was some good players. It was good to see Sadiq Bay, Jermaine Samuels. But last year was it. Jermaine Samuels showed it. Sadiq Bay showed it. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. You had Gillespie. You had Moore. 
You were looking for Antoine, but he got hurt. That's the thing. Guys like uh, Dada and Antoine were hurt. But Dada still contributed sometimes. Antoine had a good game. Antoine showed some flashes. Good talent. I mean, the, the talent on the floor for Villanova is barred none the better, the best it's been in years, last three years. Now, this team here is different. It gets to carry over some guys that were on this team, not just guys leaving. Guys, that's why the recruiting is so good. Eric Dixon redshirted. That's what makes the 2020 class so null and void and them able to go forward because their team was already deep. You redshirt Eric Dixon, you bring in a transfer like Caleb Daniels, that's your 2020 class. And to me, what do you say about that transfer? I, from my look, he looks like a five-star transfer. Okay, we're not going to call him a five-star transfer. Just wait till you get on the court. Let's call him a high four-star, and I'm not taking nothing above that. Can't. That's it. And then you're looking at Eric Dixon. We know what type of player he is. You get to hear everything, how he's developed, what he's developing, where his mind is at, how he's doing. You get to hear about the star player, future star, future star player for Villanova, no question. Now, let's get more in tune with Villanova as far as the power four position. Cole Swider and J Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Some people was like, well, Samuels. So then you'll have Robinson Earl and then Dada and then Dixon. That's not going to happen. Because you're taking minutes away from good production from both players. That's just going to make it, you know, a little awkward. Then you're going to have to squeeze in the Archie Diacono in there. Instead of two guys, you need post players. You don't need guards. But it will be lineups where Samuels can play the four. I, I see that. Lineups, not the starting lineup. Certain games, they will put it. It won't be every game. They will do it. When the defense needs to clamp on, that's about your best defensive Lineup, oh, no, no, it's not. Let me take it back. Not with Dada. But I'm saying, like, if you're putting Cole Swider to back up, maybe you want to, instead of bringing in Jeremiah, uh, uh, Cole Swider, you bring in Jeremiah Robinson Earl to play the four on some second lineups. Better defensive lineups. You know, Cole Swider is not as great as other guys. He, he's, he's a guy that needs to improve defensively, and he shows some improvement. But the better defensive player would be Samuels. I, he can guard the four. So... We go to Dada at center, Diamond Cosby Roundtree at center, and he's back healthy. He's a guy with bounce. I think this, we got to stop that with Dada. Dada can help any team. His basketball IQ is there, top of the level. He's going to teach you how to be a big man, teach you how to play defense, teach you how to be involved. He's always giving 100% no matter what he does, and he's the type of player you need on the floor. People are talking about all these star stats, this and that in the fourth. I thought that Dada was going to, you know, do Antonio McDyce things. But things happen. You know, certain expectations aren't met. But what expectation was met is that he's a hard basketball player. He plays hard on the basketball court at all times. And he affects the game on both ends of the floor. Period. When you forget about him, he's cutting to the hole. When you forget about him, he rebounds scores. When you forget about him, he posts you up. He's not a slouch player. He's a good player. And this team can't win a championship without a guy like that. He has to be the center. He can average a double-double. There's no doubt. Dada can average a double-double or he can average 10-7. But he won't care. He'll average 8-7. He'll let Robinson Earl have that. 
I think he'll average eight and seven. I just don't think that I will just see what happens because Robinson Earl is the guy that's going to get the ball, has to get the ball, needs to get the ball. Jermaine Samuels needs to get the ball. Cole Swider got to be a gunslinger, no question. There's other things that need to happen. Uh, guards, Moore, Antoine, Gillespie, Daniels. It's a lot of people going to have to get the ball. So Tree averaged about eight points a game, seven rebounds. Hit about 69% from the field. Easy. Blocking shots. I like to see two blocks a game, but I see about 1.2 from him. We need him in the middle. We need a strong presence, a pure post presence. Robinson is not a pure post presence. He can post you up. But he's not a pure post strong. He's not stronger than Robinson Earl. I mean, he's not stronger than Cosby Roundtree. He's not. He doesn't play the post stronger than Cosby Roundtree. He doesn't. Eric Dixon gives you the same thing Omari Spellman gave you. He gives you the same thing. Inside post guy, big guy, coming into as a freshman, big. I'm talking about huge round, but he's still athletic for his size. Can't be controlled in the post. He's a better post player than Spellman was. As good as Spellman was, he's a better post player. Who's a better shooter? It was Spellman. Spellman shoot a better long range. But the thing is, Dixon can shoot the three. He is going to shoot the three. If you saw him in the scrimmage games that Nova played, he displayed it. He even was in a three-point contest. He's going to be a fun and exciting to watch at Villanova. No question. Times now when you feel like Dada's not doing this or that, you put Dixon in there. It's times you could put Dixon at the power four position with Robinson Earl. At center. Looking at Villanova and Nana Njoku coming in, what he can do, how athletic he is. That's why I, that's what stands out to me. His athleticism and him trying to improve his three-point shot is scary. Like, he really wants to improve that part about his game. So, watch out for this kid. He's very athletic. He's probably, if you look at athletic players coming in, you look at Amari Spellman, you look at Dixon. I mean, he's more athletic than both of them, man. It's just the way he plays. You know, he loves to go up and down. He loves to rise above people. He loves to jump over people. It's just how he plays. Dixon is a pure post, get you. Spelman was a different level. He was a stretch five. He was, he was a real stretch five. He long, powerful, could shoot. Who I think was the better player out of all three of them all around was Spelman, no question. But it ain't like Dixon is far off. I think the, the rating of Dixon being far off, it's like a two-mile difference. Like, now you're getting another championship big man backing up another championship big man. It's just it's just good for Nova. If Cosby Roundtree wasn't hurt like he was, we would have saw different results. But the good thing is that even though he was hurt, Cosby Roundtree still affected the game. He still had games where he could have four points and seven rebounds or four points and two rebounds. And he was a, a problem inside. Getting, you know, people got to, you know, he, he playing good defense. Jarring fouls on the big man. Making it hard for him. Making it hard to get rebounds. So, sitting here and we thinking, 
And um, I really want to say that if you look at the power forward position with Trey Patterson possibly playing there four, it's definitely possible. It's, looking at Sadiq Bay's career, it's definitely possible. And, and, and if he comes in there, now it, it, it's starting to become certified. If you come in there and follow Jay Rice, what he says, you're going to be an NBA player. It's certified. If you don't, you just he just milked a cow or you just didn't catch on. One or the other. If you follow what Jay Wright says and you play hard, you're going to the NBA. Like Phil Booth, the only reason he didn't get where he had to go because he is a fifth-year senior. I mean, he missed his time. The injuries also, you know, they get to people. Then you look at him, it's just like if he would have did that all the way up to his third year, you know, what he, what he did, if he just would have had a, a junior year like that, it would be different. He just impacted at the wrong time, Phil Booth. But Chef Food just wasn't that type of talent. He did what he was supposed to do. But, you know, the, the center of the game was changing. He's a, he's, a, he's a throwback center. So, things change. Things change. No question. And that's what happened with the center game. If he would have been drafted in the 90s, Archie Akinow would have been drafted in the 90s, guess what? They would have been drafted in the first round. Oh, my God. Looking at unbelievable players on that team, it's just, it's just the, 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 the mold and, and, the, and the talent in each position change, you know, especially for a center and point guard. You know, point guards got bigger. Center's got more athletic, can shoot from the three. It was just a different game. Even even the stretch fours, you know, became, you know, the Tim Thomases of the world was was one in a million when he became a player in the NBA. Now, you know, it's different. The way Outcats have a good front court base now. I think Najoku and, and Dixon, because Dixon will be a sophomore next year. It's such a plus. Dixon will be a sophomore. It's such a plus that he'll be a sophomore next year. Such a plus. You know, you're getting a guy, you're going to get all his, his, his great, his peak. You know what I mean? What type of player? He's not a one-and-done player. And, you know, some. if you look at Dixon, really, it wasn't a five-star big man as talented as I just feel like his rating was I always said that him and Justin Moore should have been five stars I just don't you know sometimes you know people have opinions you got to respect them but wow man I mean these guys both guys were the best players in their state and not only were they the best players in their state We're talking about Maryland and we're talking about Philly. Two of the most competitive states in basketball in the country. I just didn't get that. But anyway, um, it really looks good for what's going on um, with Nana Njoku to come right behind Dixon. That's going to be a good, that's going to be probably the best center duo they ever had. I really see a lot out of Njoku learning from Dixon. I see a lot. It's probably going to be the best duo they ever had. They ever had. So when you got those two guys on the same squad, on the same team, it's big. 
It's just going to be big the year after that when Dixon finally takes over the whole thing and you got Njoku coming in. He'll learn. He won't be rushed in, but it'll be good to have a guy like that come right off the bench and display his talents. The next year when Dixon's a junior and Njoku's a sophomore, look out because you can rotate both those guys from the four to the five. You can put Dixon at the four. You can put Njoku at the five if you feel like it. When... Um, Jermaine Samuels is gone. Trey Patterson, is he at the three? Will he take over? Slater is another guy you think about, but thinking about the four and the five. They're set. They're set at guys that can come in there and impact. We're we talking about Cole Swider. We're talking about Jeremiah Robertson Earl. And we're talking about you can put a Jermaine Samuels over there. In the future, there's a Trey Patterson possibility. No question. You got Eric Dixon in the joke who could both play power for and both play center. So there's no, there's not a lack of size on the future, which gives them something they haven't had two straight years. I mean, now, next year, they'll have, you got Robinson Earl who can go to the center, and you got Dixon who can go to the center, and you got Dada who can go to the center. You got three guys who can play the center, have all played that position. So it's going to be something good to see with these guys. Now, we go to the next segment. Um... We talked to a guy that I feel like um, I wrote an article. I talk, had an interview with him for Philly Sports Network. I followed his recruitment on 247 Sports on v, for, v, for VU Sports. Um, and Philly Sports Network, you know, he was the Pennsylvania Player of the Year, Mr. Pennsylvania. Had an article, did an interview, and I just loved this kid. I think he was... Villanova from the start. I think it was just written in stone when he was born to be part of Villanova. Nova Nation family. The next segment, you will talk to Eric Dixon, red shirt freshman, forward center, future star. All right, so next segment, we come back out. Y'all talk to him in the next segment. It's going to be a full segment on the conversation with Villanova Wildcat Eric Dixon. Eric, yeah, for those who don't know, we are talking to Eric Dixon of Power Forward, very talented Power Forward for Villanova Wildcats or Red Shirts this freshman season. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Man, I'm good, man. Trying to stay safe and good in Philly during this pandemic time. How you been doing? I'm just good. The family? Yeah, the family, everybody's safe. Everybody uh, taking the right precautions. That's good. God bless. God bless. Good man. Real good. Um, Villanova fans, right now, Villanova sports is real hot right now. The 2021 recruitment has been good, and everybody's excited about the upcoming team. You joined the team. Caleb Daniels joined the team. So. That kind of made it real good for 2020 class to get laid off because of you red shirting, and they have Caleb Daniels, and plus you know they have big expectations for Chris Archdiacono. So how are you doing, man? How are you preparing for the upcoming season? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm just 
Big up to those who follow me, who are throughout the season, or, you know, listen to me across my name. It's a lot of things that I've focused on just conditioning and, and getting my body right. So, so over this quarantine, I just really try to make sure that I can see that progress and, and that I don't go backwards. You put muscle on, huh? Yeah, just, you know, just you know, putting muscle on, putting it on the right way, not trying to get bulky, just trying to get toned and in shape. And, right. And make sure that my mobility is improved. And I got to get this angle backwards from where I was. I played I left. They know they had a great spot. You know, we all know how good they are. Playing road shirt, program A, looking for going A. And I felt like I developed it in a good way throughout the season. I'm just trying not to go backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, if Nova's good at conditioning big men, if, we, if everybody goes back to Eric Pascal and Omari Spellman, how they condition. Are, have you lost any weight or have you gained? How, what, what do you weigh right now? So I, I lost around 25 pounds. Wow. Uh, over the course of the year, uh, from two A's to like 255 um, in that area. So you know, it's definitely beneficial for me. Uh, like I said, in all the aspects, I would be looking at. That is crazy. 25 pounds put on a player like you now. I know you've been working on that shot. I know you're a long-range shooter. You can shoot from anywhere on the court. A lot of people are excited to see that, like Omari Spellman did. You're kind of in that mode. So now, what, what, do you, what do you have you worked on that will make you even better this season? Um, you know, you know, I shot, you know, like you said, I came in, uh, good shooter. Um, I feel like I've worked on that even more so. So I got to add a little bit of versatility to the team. You know, I need to facilitate, you know, how my coach I'd like to do that. Um, I've also tried to add a little bit of playmaking from the perimeter. I mean, you, know, you probably know I've been pretty good with the ball in my hands. I can make close, low post. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to make a move in there. But, you know, in terms of being able to, you know, wait to receive my gunshot. And then if that stands so hard, it's being able to make a move off of it and do something with it, create for others, okay for myself. Is something just on the offensive end. That's probably the main thing I've been focused on. Not and being able to finish and go clean with the win. Um, after this week. Looking at this team and seeing everybody new collective coming together. You know, you got three seniors. You got Samuels. You got Gillespie. You got Dada. So, looking at this team. What, what is your outlook you think of this team? Do you think, and then looking at Antoine, I mean, have you been working out with anybody from the team? Have y'all been working together? Um, not really. I mean, it's difficult to really get into the gym together. Right. We have different trainers. You know, we all live in different areas. Um, we all of our, like, green, yellow, red toes are different. And, you know, I've seen a few of them a few <laughs> times, but it's been, it's been difficult to, to really meet up with the guys and work out with them. How how often do y'all stay in contact? Uh, we talk we talk all the time. Uh, you know, we all live through group chat. You know, we just we, we communicate with each other, just check on each other, see how life is going. Right. Um, like I said, that's just like like I said, we got my brother. You know, she's a team of basketball. You know, we talk about you know life issues. Obviously, everything going on in the world right now. Obviously, that's been a topic of discussion within our group. Um, but yeah, just to keep in contact about life. Whose birthday just passed recently? Uh, and all y'all was on. I was like, <laughs> what, what was that? It was a big, it was a dance. Everybody was dancing. It, it was. He, I mean, you know, it's been a little challenging. He, he danced. It's, you know, it's a tradition. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with the virtual. But, you know, we try our best. It's good stuff. It's, it's good stuff, right? It's good to see. Y'all got a good tight chemistry. It seems like everybody enjoys each other. 
Can you tell me now, this team coming up, I know it's a lot of good players. Who do you think is going to have uh, – I'm looking at the biggest impact that nobody thinks right now. I mean, a lot of people are looking at – who do you think right now this team people are going to be surprised about? Um, I'm not sure how much of a surprise it is. I feel like a lot of people know how good Taylor is. Yeah, yeah. And Big East play. Look, like I've been hearing a lot of good things. Now, you know, Villanova it has a standard. Team of decade, team of the decade, coach of the decade. They set a new culture. Now, tell people how difficult it is when you to learn this system. People think it's so when you come in as a freshman, no matter how good you are, but you it's a whole culture, it's a whole process. Tell people about the process and learning how to play in Villanova system. I want to, uh, one guy I want, like to talk about, some people underplay, and I don't, I don't like it. I, I think it's, Dada is probably one of the most important players I feel like on this Villanova team. Explain to us how much Dada has helped you. Dada me a copy Roundtree for those who don't know how much he's helped you. Right, right. And having experience like that in the locker room, you can't 
you can't minimize it. You know what I mean? And another guy like you too, who came from the Interphilly area mm-hmm. and is there to to tell you about how Villanova is and and you're gonna be a leader so much for this team because in twenty twenty one, Villanova's recruiting some Philadelphia they're really going at some Philadelphia guys, you know. And have you even talked to guys like Jordan Longino or Stevie Mitchell or Rasul Diggins? Have you even do you even know these guys? Right. This this recruiting class, um, it's it's number four in the nation right now, twenty twenty one. what do you think about guys like Nana Najoku? And Trey Patterson, and have you talked to these guys? Um, I'm gonna be honest, like I really haven't been like watching the game that much, but I've talked to them enough to to know they they I feel like they're a good fit for us, you know, personality wise, uh, two hardworking kids that I feel like understand, you know, what and that are willing to put the work in. So. The the one guy, one thing, a uh, couple of things I want to talk to you about. Sadiq Bay, he's going. He's one of your guys. He's um, there has to be something good to see how Villanova once again. Sadiq Bay was the lowest ranked recruit. And he came in late, just like Dante DiVincenzo. And both guys leave as sophomores. It, that speaks volumes at the de- development of how Villanova develops their basketball players. Have you talked to Sadiq since he uh, was going to um, enter the NBA draft? And how excited are you for him? Um, I haven't talked to him too much now. Like, with everything going on, he's got a lot on his plate. He's trying to figure everything out. Right. Yeah, he, he impacted his first year. What can Villanova fans expect from Eric Dixon this upcoming season? Man, we are expecting that. Let me tell you something. Coming from the Philly area, it's right now I'm over here on West Philly, and I'm, I'm just like, to see you, to see them get you was just good. Like, 
I mean, the recruiting process. And I remember talking to Ashley and I remember at that time and how how they really wanted you. And they speak so much and how everybody in Villanova is expecting and excited to see you. It's going to be on. It's going to be on. I, I feel like Villanova got a special team that's deep. And you are a big part of that. And, and for Dada to have somebody right in back of him that can give him a breather, that can come in and give everybody trouble, we ready for it. So, yo, thank you for talking to me for Follow Leader Sports Podcast, Eric. I'm going to be keeping up with you. And God bless your family. Everybody stay safe out there and, and make sure you do your thing and preparing and being precautious, you know. Oh, no problem. No problem, man. You know the nation family, man. No, no doubt, man. And, and keep on working hard.